everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to Transforming Conversations with Heinrich Titus. This episode is part of a series of conversations with this year's Convergence speakers. Shofa is 30 years old this year, and we're gearing up for a big celebration. One of the highlights being the fantastic speakers we've got lined up. This episode features Yinka Oyekan. He's a passionate evangelist and church planter all the way from the new United Kingdom. Yinka has been the president of the Baptist Union of Great Britain and is currently the senior pastor at the Gate Church in Reading, which is about an hour's drive from London. A couple of years ago, this church saw a great revival when God poured out his spirit. One week of missions turned into several weeks and thousands gave their lives to Jesus as even 11-year-olds were preaching the gospel. From there on, Yinka founded The Turning, through which he has led several missions throughout the UK and Europe. Heinrich and Yinka spoke on Zoom a couple of weeks ago, and here are excerpts from that conversation. Uh, Yinka, just your family, tell me, tell me a little bit more, just, you know, um, uh, your wife, kids, are they, you know, where are they in Reading? And, and have you been to South Africa before, you personally? Maybe I haven't even no. asked you, is this your first trip, or have you been before? No, so we've, so um, one of the places we've planted churches is Zimbabwe. So we have about 12 churches in Zimbabwe. Um, uh, we have a center in Kwekwe, uh, which is, yeah. a, uh, I think, third largest city in Zimbabwe. Uh, we've got like uh, 10 acres that the council gave us. To, and so we've built a, a center and we've, um, uh, right, on the, right on the edge of the poorest slum in, in, in Kwekwe. So it's just amazing um, uh, ministry. Um, yeah, I'm married to Fiona, um, and uh, we have three wonderful boys. The eldest has left home. He's working in London now, and uh, he did law, and he's just a lovely lad. I, I've got two. The other two are still at home. Uh, my other two boys are still at home. One of them is a musician. He's just signed. Well, he signed a couple of years ago. He signed a contract with Sony to produce music albums. He's a singer-songwriter. Yeah, he's a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And the youngest one is 15. He's still at school. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, and, um, yeah, so just uh, I thank God for my family. Um, yeah. yeah. I thank God for my boys. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was wondering about the role that the prophetic play in your, in your journey, Yinka, and just as, as encouragement to many of our, I think, our pastors who um, it's not always uh, revival immediately and, and there's a season where you, you have to graft, you have to be faithful, you have to stand on the word. Um, and as we're celebrating 50 years now, you know, we're looking back on God's promises. We're thankful for what he's done, but also I think part of why we are excited about having you is I think you carry something that was fueled by faithfulness, but at the same time ignited by the prophetic, if I understand your journey correctly. No, no, absolutely. So, so there were two uh, extraordinary public, well, no, one of them was public, one of them was private. Um, five years before the renewal first hit us, um, a, uh, there was a prophetic uh, word that was given by somebody called Michael Midden. It's on YouTube. Um, and he said uh, there was going to be an outpouring in Reading. And this was a gathering of all the churches in the town and we're and he was prophesying over me, and he said, it's going to be an outpouring in Reading, and people are going to, from all over the world, they're going to come and want you to understand what this is. And that was five years before it happened. 
And then a year, a year before it happened, the leader of our denomination, the general secretary, came up to me. She called me and she said, I've had a vision. I've seen the glory of the Lord over the, over the nation. And she said, I don't talk like this because she's not, she wasn't, I wouldn't say. Anyway, she, and, and I saw the glory cloud hit Reading. And I felt I've just got to share that with you and tell you. But, so she had no idea that about a few weeks before that, the glory cloud had turned up in our house. So we, wow. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So when she, wow. so she said to me, look, I want to, I see you. And, I, and I'm thinking, she said, and when she was saying all this, oh, I saw the, the cloud, I saw, I saw a cloud above running and I saw, and I, when she was sharing this with me at first, you know, I'm thinking, oh, what's your about Reading, uh, you know, we're not great. You know, the Reading is, oh, there's so many problems in our town and the leaders need to do better. And I could see all the problems, you see. And then she, when she said, and I saw the glory cloud hit Reading, that's when she got my attention. Because a few weeks earlier, we would had a glory cloud hit, hit come into our house. And um, she had my attention. She didn't know this. Because it's not the kind of thing you talk about as a Baptist minister. You're going to say, I saw angels, right? You know, you, you know, you, you know, the fastest way to lose your reputation, you know, that you worked so hard to get. Um, and but it was really interesting because uh, a year later is when the 216 outpouring came. And uh, yeah, it, prophecies played a major part, but but even with it, it's understanding the small seed and re- not just understanding that the small seed is your is your destiny encapsulated, but it, it's also your destiny revealed. And if you mm. if leaders can really see this, then time is no longer an issue because mm. they already have they already have the answer. So yeah, the prophetic has played a major part in helping us. Uh, because we, because God has spoken through the prophetic into our context, from outside our context, and it's it's real. I, I mean, it's real. Um, uh, and I, I, you know, I live in the prophetic myself. I one of my favorite pastimes is going out, taking a sheet of paper, doing quick drawings of people, and wow. then and then and then and then writing a prophetic word on it for them. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and then walking up to them and saying, "Hey." God gave me this for you. And, you know, uh, people are always like, huh? Uh, wow. You know, and it's, um, and sometimes it's Christians that you meet and they're, or backslidden Christians that you meet sometimes. And yeah. God's got a word for them. And, you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah so yeah, the prophetic is, is a key factor in. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, what, what I think, Part of what you carry, um, Yinka, and what you know, we would uh, be very, very thankful for if if God can just encourage us, um, you know, in that light is that is, is is the stewardship of of both the word and the spirit. Um, just beginning to see that there's unfortunately that two-edged sword is is, is sometimes split down the middle between those passionate about passionate about the word and feeling at odds with, especially when you talk about revival, mm-hmm. um, and that's a very real concern, you know, in the hearts of, 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 of genuine, even spiritual believers that uh, you're getting weird and you're getting, you know, all, all over the place. 
and yet to be both grounded in the word and passionately following the spirit. Um, you know, my, my heart just leaps with what you guys are carrying and stewarding and even how that is spilled over into the turning um, and, and being a blessing, you know, with regards to evangelism. So how did you, how did you sort of transition from that, the renewal you experienced within your local church reading to seeing that just spontaneously spill over into, into the turning? Did you find that you had to sit down and be intentional around how you were going to steward what God had given you? Was it more spontaneous, organic uh, move? Yeah, the, and- the, the, the more important, the, the important bit is stewarding what you're giving. So that's the bit that a lot of people don't understand. So, you know, God turns up in a church and does something and they don't understand that what's required next is to prove faithful with it. Mm-hmm. So now some people, you know, I, so I tell, I, I tell, I, this was many years ago. I was traveling to Luxembourg and I was invited by a Catholic church to preach in Luxembourg. And I, on the way in, I suddenly had, you know, you know, like sometimes you get on a plane and your ears are re- really hurt or something. But I, it, this was terrible. And I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, Yinka, there are many deaf people in this place. You need to pray for them. Okay. Wow. So this is many years ago. This is many years ago. So I, uh, <coughs> you know, and then, and then it, the pain went. So I thought, okay, no, that's the Lord. You know, it's not just the flight. It's not just, you know, you know, because you can put it down to coincidence. You can put it down to coincidence of, oh, I'm just on a plane and the air pressures, you know. Or you can... You can be always in the moment with the Holy Spirit, just listening, listening, listening. Anyway, I got to the church, packed out church, over 400 people in the, in the thing, all Catholics, all Catholics. I shared my heart out, shared the gospel, people got saved. And then I said, now God has shown me that there are people here who are deaf, who need to be healed. Over 130 people came out. Wow. And the very first one was completely stone deaf instantaneously healed wow come on i mean so that gave me courage you know because we do you know you, yeah. you know you look you're looking for that god just please <laughs> turn up you know just turn up just turn up god and the first one you know so so this guy never never heard in his life and now we're saying we're speaking to him and he's hearing for the first time and and now he's trying to mimic what he's hearing doesn't know what we're saying, but he's trying to mimic it. It was just amazing. Um, and I, and you know, and I think, but there was a, but the, the priest had a paralytic on a mat. So every single one of the deaf people, various degrees of deafness, you know, some just slightly, they were all healed, all uh, 130 of them, all healed, all of them. There was a paralytic on a mat that the priest wanted God to heal. The paralytic wasn't the paralytic wasn't healed, and all the priests could think about or talk about that night after the meeting and was oh this paralytic wasn't healed. I said I said, but you need to start with what God did, not what He didn't do. Yeah, you you know, and I think the stewarding. So what we've been good at. It's not, it's not being grumpy with God. So when God does something little, we don't get upset. We just say, oh, thank you, Lord. Look at what God did. Oh, isn't that amazing? God did it. And because of that, he's given us more. I, I think that's why we've got 
we, that's why we've had them all. We just were, we're, we're happy. We're, we, there's no sense of entitlement in us that we are so entitled. Uh, we're just grateful and uh, we live grateful. And, you know, so I think, I, I think, you know, a, a lot of pastors need to understand that the prophetic very often has already been revealed into their context. Um, but, but what are they looking at? Are they looking at, um, are they looking at the paralytic that's not healed or are they looking at the little, you know, increase in their budget of maybe just 50 quid a month that would give them. Yeah. And, they yeah. Don't, and, they, and they don't see that 50 quid as anything significant. Yeah. yeah. So and, 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 you know, so, so listening to the Holy Spirit, okay, is yeah. critical and being, recognizing when he's done something, honoring him, honoring him when he's done something. Say, Look at what the Lord has done. Um, yeah. You know, somebody else might be thinking, wow, you're giving, you're getting, you're getting all excited about 50 quid. If 50 pounds is making you so excited, how's that a miracle? And they don't understand that the coin is in the fish's mouth. If God mm. provides you with 50 quid, it's because he knows you need it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and if he's providing you with 50 quid, he'll provide you with 50,000. Know? Yeah, yeah. Man, so, man. This, yeah, no, this, so the, yeah, prophetic is, 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 is key. And, um, you know, and I've written a book about it, actually. Um, I've written a book on living in the prophetic wind of the spirit. It's wow, how, I wow. try, how I try to organize my life is yeah, what's God yeah. what's God said? Yeah. What's he said? Let's talk. Let's talk about how we can get some of those books over here and we can make them yeah. available to yeah. our mm. people. That would be fantastic. Okay. Um, Yinka, just so, you know, absolutely amazing is to hear the stories of the different generations yeah. participating in in, in this revival. I mean, what, what we're so passionate about is to, is to see not just, you know, when we come together, we're trusting God for an activation of every believer, you know, really for, you know, the show far, we, in my mind's eye, I'm just seeing that thing full of oil being poured out, you know, and all believers, just an activation to be, to be sent once, salt and light, you know, with a fresh anointing from God. And also for that to happen for the kids, the, the young people. You know, so I think what, what we're excited about is to see ordinary believers activated and, and just to hear the story of, of, of how I think you mentioned somewhere in one of your other interviews, just what the Holy Spirit was doing amongst the kids. Um, don't you quickly want to share a story or two, just, just, uh, just around, around yeah. what we said, that, sort of that, the dance between the different generations, what was going on there? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was... It was uh, quite fascinating just to see how the presence of God impacted everybody. Um, so this whole, um, you know, so we, we the, the top evangelist in 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 the evangelistic upwelling um, that we we mentioned the top evangelist in our week of mission because there's a week of mission. Uh, so it started off as a week of mission and ended up with four weeks. Uh, four weeks, okay. Yeah. We, we only wanted we were only going to do a week, but we ended up doing four. But the top evangelist was an eleven-year-old girl mm. um, who would walk up to. I mean, her, her parents were behind her, and there was like three three little girls, and they they'd walk up to people and they'd challenge them about Jesus, and you saw grown men crying and weeping um, as 
they give their lives to Christ. You know, I mean, just it was just extraordinary to watch all this. You know, the week before we started going out, you woke up to somebody to give you the right hand of fellowship. Okay. Yeah. But when that, when that, when the second outpouring came, you woke up to people. They were in tears. They were crying. They were weeping. Yeah. They were saying, "Please pray for me." It was just extraordinary. Wow. And um, you know, and at the end of it, we we just there were problems with it all because we didn't know how we didn't know how to do follow up for strangers. You know, you know, you know, like when you do an alpha, mm -hmm. it's really easy because it's somebody knows that person has been reaching out to yeah. that person for a while. Yeah. So when they if they respond to the gospel, yeah. it's yeah. easy to follow them up. Yeah. Um, but with with the turning, we we didn't have. And initially, we didn't have any tools of how on earth do we get this, you know, for, you know, first of all, can you imagine um, trying to organize follow-up when over 2,000 people had responded? <laughs> how, do you, how do you do follow-up? You know, um, yeah. how on earth? You know, if you just say each one of those will require an hour and a half follow-up a week, we were bust. We were bust. We we had no idea how to do any of this. We, so we had to, you know, we went on a very quick learning curve, um, and realized that real, if, if which is what we were able to do eventually when we got to Switzerland. We because we were learning as we were going because everybody wanted yeah, yeah. what we had and we didn't want to yeah. hold on to it. We wanted to give it away, but we were also yeah, giving yeah. away our mistakes. We were also giving away our errors. We were also giving away our ignorance. But then we were, but we were also learning as we were going along. And, you know, by the time we got to Switzerland, we, you know, I mean, Switzerland first, uh, Switzerland um, first mission that 25% that of those that responded were in church uh, three or four months later. It was, it was just extraordinary numbers that they had in Switzerland. Yeah, but, but it was, it was understanding that one-on-one uh, -on -one discipleship was the only way that this grace mm -hmm. take. If folk, if folk were not willing to give one-on-one -on -one discipleship to those who respond, you know, so a lot of us are conditioned to, for example, tell people, oh, come along to my church. That doesn't work um, if they're a stranger. It, it might work if they're, if they're a friend and you're doing alpha, and you, you know, come along to my group. But if they're a stranger who doesn't know you, why would they come to your church? Or why would they come to so what we learned, what we discovered was what you've got to do, first of all, is if people respond, the door is open. If they've asked for prayer or they said a prayer, they might be saved, they might not be saved. It doesn't matter. They've opened the door, and now you can take them on a journey of discipleship. You can now take them on a journey where if they weren't saved when they prayed with you, you can now help them to find Christ. You know, so you've got to build a friendship. So, that, so that's what we ultimately learned was the, was the then you've got to prepare the church. The church has got to be people are going to be willing yeah. to give time to the lost that respond, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not an easy thing because many many of our churches, um, many of our people are uh, conditioned to just you know take. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yes, it, I can't wait. My brother, what's your dream for the church? The, church, the global church. Why do you? Are you? Are you optimistic? Are you? Are you? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. God is. God wins. So Jesus, we know the end of the story. Jesus wins. So it doesn't really matter. I, I don't get anxious about. I mean, a lot of people get anxious about um, global events. 
Um, but it's we know where history is heading towards. Mm-hmm. We know history is heading to that place where every nation will turn against Israel. We know that's where history is heading. We yeah. know we know that the, at the end of history, there's going to be a global fight, and 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 you know. Uh, 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 and and then the Lord will come. So we know what's we know what history we know what we, you know. So we shouldn't be surprised at the increase of evil in society, because alongside that, there's an there's an there's a greater increase of the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. And so we see the hand of God breaking in everywhere, despite the work of the enemy. And and so, you know, what, what I try to help people understand this issue because some people don't realize that every year since Jesus said these words, exponentially, this is what's been happening. So every year since Jesus said that uh, there'll be wars and rumors of wars, in every century, there have been more wars in that century than the century before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, so, so for me to understand this, that, that actually, you know, it's just not, it's not just one or two wars, but every year there's an exponential increase in the number of wars that are happening. Every sorry, every century there's an exponential increase in the number of wars that are happening. Um, you know, and and, and so folk, uh, what Jesus said is absolutely true. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I don't get worried about about uh, what's happening in, in the world. I, I think Jesus wins. And my, 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 my job is, and what part of the corner of the kingdom am I meant to bring? I'm bringing the kingdom. You know, Amen. I'm bringing the kingdom. You know, so the, the issue about praying heaven down to earth, your kingdom come, it, it, it's not just an exercise in religious behavior. We actually want to bring the kingdom. And, and, what I, and what I mean by that is the presence of God, the rule and reign of Christ, into the context in which we find ourselves. Mm. And that rule and reign of Christ, if it, if, it, if it encapsulates the culture that we find around Christ, you know, John the Baptist says, you know, are you the one? And Jesus says, well, go back and tell him, you know, the lame walk, the blind see, good news is preached to the poor. Mm-hmm. The culture around Christ is signs and wonders and miracles. So, so, so no, I, 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 global events, I just look and think, yeah, okay, you know. I mean, God told me about Russia. If you go into my Facebook page, so in 2020, 2020, God told me what Russia was going to do. Mm. And I posted it. Mm. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the, words, the words, just speaking off the top of my head, that the Lord gave me was, like a, like a bear poked in the eye and not satisfied. You know, this wind was going to come from the east and threaten the west. And, and then the Lord, in, in the prophetic word, I wrote, wrote it down because the Lord told me that the bear was Russia. And Russia is going to be blessed with new technological prowess. Okay, new technological prowess that will confound that resources that Russia is going to have, are going to confound the West, and she's going to be a threat to the West's security. Well, I wrote that all in 2020. It's on my Facebook page. You'll find it. You're going to have a look. Uh, because I live in the prophetic. So, I, you know, for me, it's... So I look at... And God talks to me about nations. 
you know, he t- tells me about nations. So it's really interesting to me because, um, uh, so I don't get anxious about what's happening in, because in, in, Jesus wins. And, um, but, but not just that, not just that, not just, you know, it's not just a, a trope, Jesus wins, but, but actually we can see his hand behind history. You, you just got to look at, again, it goes back to that thing, you know, do you see the, the paralytic, or do you see the hundred people that he's he mm. left as the unseen miracle or the visible miracle? You know, what, what really moves you? If you can't give God thanks for the unseen miracle, then there's something deficient if what you want is something visible. Because faith is, is more than just what's visible. Faith is the substance of that which is not yet seen. So, you know, faith lives in a place even where it's not yet visible. It lives in a place of security um, because it's heard God. And so because we need confirmation by visible signs and wonders, well, that will come. But you've got to start in a place where you're believing for the unseen, where you're trusting God in what you've heard. So, yeah, so I'm not – I look at global events uh, and I kind of think, yeah, history is heading towards what Jesus said it would. So what's the problem? So that <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for us to spend some more time together and just pray and fellowship together. And oh uh, Inka, my heart is excited, man. I must tell you. It's uh, that's good. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited as well. I'm so I'm so thrilled. I feel really privileged to be asked to come to be with you guys. I, it's a real honor, a real privilege. I'm really blessed and uh, yeah. really excited about the um, opportunity to be with you. And, you know, uh, when Hercules asked me, I just, uh, I love Hercules. I think he's an amazing man of God. I just couldn't say no. I just, because yeah. he called us Hercules. Hercules he's, such a, <laughs> he's such a kind, you know, gentle pastor. You know, he's such a beautiful man. And when he said, oh, you can, I just, I just said, I said to my PA, I said, look, we've got to, we've got to be able to do this. I've yeah. got to serve my brother's family. So, <laughs> but Lord, I just want to thank you for this incredible ministry that you have with Shofar. And Lord, we know that that which is planted as a seed becomes something extraordinary as your as it's watered. And, and Father, Shofar is about to explode. We know it's about to multiply. It's about to blow up. It's about to expand its reach. It's about to release the life in it. And uh, you know, like when you see a party popper, and you know somebody pulls a party popper, and all the strands in the party popper. Well, that's what I see. I see the influence, the excitement, the life, the vibrance, the colors of shofar. Uh, in all its diversity, moving out uh, uh, like a big party. And uh, and I feel heaven is saying, just like he celebrated the return of his son, he's going to be having a party with you guys. And and it's, it's going to look so different to what you even expected because of the, because of the ex- explosion of color, um, the creativity he's going to release. I see in in the color, a release of creativity, a release of life. I see in the color a release of hope. Um, I see in the color a, a release, a permission being granted and given to be different, um, to be not just expansive, uh, not just to be celebratory, 
but the freedom to be different, to uh, have a different shape and, and, and but be part of that one big family. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, for Shofar. I pray, Lord, for uh, leadership training. I pray, Father, Lord, for the ministry of helps. I pray, Father, Lord, for uh, uh, Lord her pastors. And I pray, Father, Lord, for her leaders, that, Lord, you bless them and watch over them. And that, Lord, if you're in the mood for a party, that they would all be in the mood for a party too, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, will you come? Lord, will you come and will you will you revive our hearts afresh? We do not take yesterday's blessings for granted. But Lord, mm. we look to you and we say, Father, will you please do what you've done before again? And Father, Lord, this generation crying out to you and saying, unless the Lord builds, the labor is labor in vain. So come and build, oh God, for that's your promise, that I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So come and build your church, oh God, we pray. Release your leaders into a place of supernatural liberty. Father, Lord, to extend beyond the narrow borders that are, are defined by physicality. Lord, I pray, mm. Lord, it break out of that physicality mm. in the spirit. Therefore, Lord, it will mm. manifest in the flesh. Mm. So, Lord, your blessing upon Henrik and your blessing upon all of the leadership team, the apostolic team of this movement. And, Father, Lord, I pray that all the plans will go well, that you watch over them. And, and Lord, for, for Henrik himself, Father, I pray, Lord, yeah, the financial provision for the building, Lord. Just ask, Lord, Lord, release it, we pray. Release it, we pray. In thank Jesus' you. name, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for my brother. Thank you for his heart. I thank you, Lord, for his passion. I thank you, God, for the wisdom, the anointing. Lord, the impartation that he carries, God, as an ambassador of heaven, is someone, Lord, who represents your heart well, who has, Lord, connected to your heart, has covenanted with you, Lord, to walk within the fire of purity, God, and fire of no compromise. And, Lord, that he has set his feet towards you, God, following the Son. And, God, thank you that as your Son has risen over him with healing, in his wings, Lord, that so I just see those wings growing and expanding. And I see it, brother, just like almost growing another set of wings that, that, that grows bigger and extends further than before. But at the same time, he's also able to keep those close to your chest to keep them safe. And so I, I sense see a reach to go far, but but also just a, 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 an ability to to, to, to keep those close to you, also just under the shadow of, of, of what God has, has given you, Lord. And so thank you just for the, the comfort with which our brother is comforting and strengthening others, Lord. But I thank you for his own oikos. I thank you, God, for his own, his own, his own flock, the God that you hedge them in, supernatural hedge of protection around them. Much wisdom, God, keys for what he needs for the bigger Baptist church family in the UK, Lord. I thank you, God, for your angel that you have, as you have promised him, that you have sent. God, who stands, the cherubim and stands with a sword extended over the field that you have given my brother. And God, thank you. Thank you for that authority. Thank you for that wisdom. Thank you, God, for the tenacity. Thank you, Lord. For the brokenness also, God, through which your anointing pours and your kingdom comes, Lord. And as it's prayed for me, I pray for you. And I thank you 
that we can stand in excitement, Lord, and see the breakthrough in the finances for the building project, Lord, that not one aspect of that building, Lord, will lack the funds that it needs to accomplish your purposes, Father. And it will be a witness and a testimony to all who hear about it in Jesus' name. Thank you for bonding our hearts together, Father. Let your kingdom come. You will be done, Lord, in and through our, our fellowship and our partnering together in the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope this conversation has blessed you and that you'll join us on 14 to 16 October in either Pretoria, Somerset West or Swakopmund for Convergence. Registrations open on the 1st of August on our website, shoveronline.org forward slash convergence. You can also keep an eye on our Facebook and Instagram pages by following Shuffer Christian Church or visit the website for more information about the speakers and the conference. And be sure to listen to the other episodes in our series of speaker interviews.